for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Redraft tonight, I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 285 of the Armchair Fancy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are live every Wednesday and Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and also on all major podcast networks. My co-host took a week off last week. He wasn't he wasn't feeling so good after his Ravens blew two leads uh, in the in the past two weeks, so he had to take a week off. But uh, he's ooh, back. Ooh. He's he's back this week. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> They they learned to trust the greatest kicker who's ever kicked the football, and they won by taking the points and not being stupid. So I'm happy. Yeah, they they won and this past week. I don't have week. the sniffles anymore. <laughs> huh? they, Justin Tucker's god. That's all I want to say. Yeah, he is definitely one of your be- best weapons. And for some reason, we just lost our guest. Uh, hopefully, he can get back on here in just a minute. Here, uh, I'm just happy it's not my internet. <laughs> Well, he was it was full go just a second ago, and then now all of a sudden he just he just dropped out. I don't know what happened. Uh, so let's quickly just shoot the shit really quick, Ryan. So so let's talk uh, about your Ravens. The sponsors, huh? Talk uh, about my Ravens. Yeah, talk about your Ravens a little bit. What do you think about those two blown leads that they did uh, the week before you came on? How much did that piss you uh, off? I was upset, but you know what? Early in the season, it's two weeks in, Buffalo's a good team. They beat, Harbaugh made a stupid call, and that happened. Yeah. And the week before, it's fine. It is. Marlon Humphrey went down, and they, they just threw all over that spot. So it's early. They learn from it. Good stuff. All the defensive ends are coming back. Ajabo practiced. The Bowser practiced today. All getting better, man. Good They're going to win mm, probably ten more game, eight to ten more games this year. The schedule's really easy, so I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah. You you should be good. I'm trying to text him now to see if he's having any issues getting back in. See if we can. This one's the new one. We never, had it. we never had him just kick out right beforehand. Yeah, usually it's like in the middle of the show. Oh, here we go. Let's see if we got him back. All right, we <laughs> lost you there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> got her. I was about to start telling knock knock jokes and it got real awkward. <laughs> We're getting some uh, weather here in Wisconsin, so I think that's gotcha. Messing with things. All right, well, let me go ahead and get the intro now. Uh, it's Dustin uh, Ludke is uh, sit-start manager and content curator for QBList.com. You could follow him at the DUnit13, which I thought it was the Dunnit, but uh, he corrected me before the show that it's the DUnit13. What's up, man? How are you? Was it? I'm was good. That, if my uh, internet holds up, I'm really good. It was. So a buddy of mine gave me that nickname uh, a while ago, and he would just go, D-Unit. Nice. Nice. I did not expect yes. you to actually say yes to that. <laughs> exactly, that is exactly what it's from. That's awesome. So, give us a real quick rundown of what you do in the in the fancy space and what you do over at QBList.com. 
Yeah, so at QBList.com, I am right now our sit-start manager, so we do sit-starts for every game every week, um, pretty much every player. So we have a team about 8 to 10 writers, and we you know divvy up games and basically give you whether you should sit-start. Um, not just sit-starts, we do actually range of outcomes. So we'll say, hey, Michael Pittman's a wide receiver too, and that means he's going to score between 50, 15 and 20 points for a wide receiver too. So we'll give you a range of outcomes that we project the guy into. So nice. we may say, hey, Carson Wentz is a QB two. That means he's going to get between 15 and 20 points. So if you're in a two quarterback league, you know where to where he slots in. So if he's a sit for us, a straight sit, that means he's going to get under 15 points. We're recommending. The, and so you know what you're getting nice. allows them to kind of, you know, project based on their league settings. We do it based on PPR. Um, so if you're half PPR, you can take some points off or no PPR. Um, so I manage that team. And then I'm also pseudo kind of our off season slash other content curator. We do. Um, we have another content curator who does our, what we saw is where we cover every game and do a recap every Monday, Tuesday. Um, but I handle off season content, did our team previews, um, draft coverage. We sent two people to the draft this year, which was nice. super fun. Nice. And they got to, you know, meet some of the players and do interviews and, and any other like big news that happens. So, you know, hey, Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended. Who wants to cover that and kind of have someone in place? So Good when stuff. that news hits, we know who's covering it and they can kind of uh, put out an article. And then uh, this has been a hopping on podcast like this one, being a guest and uh, coming on and sharing some knowledge and, you know, growing, growing my, you know, sphere and kind of get my my name out there and the, the website out there and helping people win fantasy championships. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And so tomorrow is your birthday, right? You're 40 years old tomorrow. I turn 40 years old tomorrow. Yep. Nice, nice. And, and to tell, tell the listeners what your resolution is to, to do this for your birthday. Yeah, so I do birthday resolutions instead of New Year's resolutions. So one of my birthday resolutions is to try to get on 26 podcasts over the next year. Uh, so it's one every other week or so. Um, hoping to kind of you know front load that a little bit during the season. Um, and then kind of, you know, off season kind of get some more in. And then early next season, you know, finish it up and Hopefully I'll exceed that goal, but I think it's uh, attainable for me with, you know, my time, my full-time job and, you know, my family, but I think it's still a good number to hit. So it's one every other week is really the goal. So 26 for the year next year is one of my goals. Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll definitely get you back on in the off season. We still, we run our yeah. through the off season as well. All right. Is it 26 individual ones or is it like just 26 yeah. total? Just 26 total, 26 appearances. So if I'm on okay. here three times, that'll count three for three of them. Nice, nice. Okay. Stuff. That makes it a little easier. Yeah. It does. <laughs> oh, that's made it a lot easier, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get to our bleep use. Hey, you know what? Fuck you. All right, Dustin, you're the guest. So give us uh, your bleep you for, for week five. Uh, Darren Waller, he killed me. That Monday night game and being just a, such a late scratch, you just didn't have time or really any options to pivot to. Being as someone that you drafted as a as kind of that top tier tight end, obviously just below, you know, Kelsey's Andrew Kittle, he was kind of in that talk early in the season. And you draft him pretty high, and then he just missed the game. Like he played and then got hurt, or yep. I don't even know what really happened. He played like he two really snaps. Think, yeah, he played a few snaps, but it sounded like he was injured all week, and we really didn't know it. So, uh, bleep you, Darren Waller. <laughs> yeah, I have a guy in one of my leagues that literally was down a half a point, and he had Darren Waller, <laughs> and he ended up losing yeah. by half a point. He needed one catch, and that's all he needed. But, yeah, Darren Waller, he didn't get that for him. Ryan, what's your bleep you for this week? I have – well, I was on the bleep you to an entire league, which is the league you're in with me, because <laughs> I just – 
I, I'm a hundred points up on first place in total points scored, but I'm an eighth. But you know what? My F, my bleep you is going to everybody in my home league on my team right now. I'm gonna start a list of these guys. All score under five points. Cam Akers, Christian Kirk, Drake London, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jared Goff. Yikes. Especially Jared Goff, because he had him on Scott Fishball, too. So bleep all of you guys, and bleep a bleep. Good stuff. All right. My bleep you goes to the Packers, like, coaching staff. I don't know if it's the coaching staff or if it should be Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he was checking out of run plays. But I made a trade this week, so I lost Javante Williams uh, for the season in my main dynasty league. So I made a trade this week to get A.J. Dillon thinking that he might, you know, get some carries. He's been doing pretty good. So I was like, all right, let me put A.J. Dillon into my lineup. I'm going to bench Jeff Wilson Jr. for A.J. Dillon. And the Packers give him six carries. Like I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? I, I couldn't understand it. I mean, he was averaging like five, five and a half yards a pop. Uh, and they just didn't use him at all. And, of course, Jeff Wilson, of course, goes off for 120 yards and a touchdown. So that really screwed me this this week. So bleep you Did to you the Packers coaching staff. Yeah, I know. Well, the problem is I also have Debo yeah. and I have George Kittle, so I can't start all three of them. Just felt wow. wrong. But uh, yeah, definitely. It's called a stack. You, you, <laughs> you play DFS. You should know about that. I should, but I didn't trust my team to put up points. And I, it, had I put them up there, I would have probably won. So uh, bleep you to the Packers. All right, let's get to the news and notes. News and notes from around the league. News and notes, as always, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Single game and single week best ball leagues are here. If you love fantasy football, nothing better than weekly best ball leagues like Underdog offers. Uh, No need to wait to the end of the season to see if you won. You have a chance to win every week. Get the Underdog app for iOS or Android and use our promo code GF2. Get 100% deposit match up to $100. Underdog is the fastest growing fantasy sport platform on the market, and there's a reason for that. See what the hype's all about. Get the app. Use our promo code GF2 and start winning. All right, news and notes this week is a little smaller than usual. Um, there's a couple of things in here that I do want to address that, as we get to them. But uh, the first one here is one that I, I was kind of excited about because I had this guy. I basically added him off of waivers in pretty much all of my dynasty leagues. But Jalen Warren uh, expected to play a bigger role in the offense. He had 51% of the snaps last, last week. So that's a pretty good chunk of, uh, I mean, I think Nick Chubb's in that same ring. So if you think of 50% of the snaps, it's pretty good. I'm going to go to you first, Dustin. What are your thoughts on, on Jalen Warren and, and you know, Najee Harris, for that matter, because he hasn't really paid off so, so far where you drafted him? Yeah, I'm I'm worried about Najee. I, I don't know if it's the foot from the preseason that Liz Frank or what it is. He just doesn't look right. And it could be the offensive line. It could be that offense as a whole. But, yeah, he just hasn't played good. So I think Jalen Warren's worthy of being rostered for sure. And, if the trend continues of him getting 50% of the snaps and seeing some significant carries, I think he's worth it. And there's there's a possibility they could shut down Najee for a couple weeks um, just to get him, you know, the, maybe the week before and after the bye or two weeks before the bye to give him some rest because he just doesn't look right. So I'm excited to see what Jalen Warren does there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that Liz Frank is a is a scary word for us in fantasy. And he, that he yeah. supposedly that's what he the injury was. It wasn't a full tear but i mean anytime you say liz frank and in, in, in running back it's not good not good at all ryan what are your thoughts on Jalen warren uh i think if you got him in free agency you should immediately sell him to a sucker like <laughs> trade him away <laughs> like yes in theory it's really good like everything you said is right like 51 percent. the market share is great if Najee goes down he has a big role but what's this role on a team that's ranked 30th in points 28th in yards 
Um, they're absolutely struggling. They can't run the ball. A lot of it is the running back position and how Najee's played, but a lot of it is their offensive line is dog shit when it comes to uh, pass bl- or run blocking. I, and they're still struggling to score, which means there's no red zone attempts. They got all these garbage time yards last week passing, but that's because they were just getting slaughtered. Their schedule's not getting easier, so they're going to be playing from behind, which takes away from the running game. It's just a lose-lose situation. If you can find somebody to believe in him, I'd try to sell him off for what you can. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Let's say you've got a sort of, uh, I'd say, low-end RB3 on your roster, on your bench. Uh, are you comfortable dropping that low-end player for Jalen Warren if he's on waivers? Like, how low-end are we talking? Uh, I'm trying to think like, of someone off the top of my head. Let's go with, like, a Michael Carter, who, who, who kind of gets in and out of the offense there. Brees Hall's kind of taken over a little bit. I think Michael Carter's hard because I think Michael Carter's lost that job. Like, it's Brees Hall's now. Um, but, like, in that low-end RB3 range, we're looking I mean, with the way scoring is, it's crazy, but, like, Khalil Herbert, Damian Harris, Singletary, I wouldn't drop any of them for him. Like, it's probably a back-end wide receiver. And like I said, if I get him, I'm immediately trying to flip him. Fair. In any format. Oh, we just lost Dustin again. All right, we're going to go to uh, the Raiders here. Oh, he's back. All right. Oh, we have uh, something covering his screen, though. There we go. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to uh, the Raiders here, Ryan. And Devontae Adams pushes a cameraman or a photographer down. Basically, he's going to get suspended, we assume. Um, so I'm more worried about the other pieces. We just talked about Darren Waller and his injuries. And, of course, you know, now if Devontae Adams is out, uh, Jacobs, Renfro pretty much wheels up at this point, you think, Ryan? If y'all suspension him and Waller out, Renfro's gonna catch, he's gonna get 15 targets every game they're out. Like, as long as Waller's there, it's out. Devontae Adams, what he did is real stupid, but I can't see it being more than a game suspension. Uh, and then Waller, that's just scary. He got paid, just disappeared. But yeah, I'm gonna say Renfro wheels up and I don't know where this Josh Jacobs has come from, but it's what we've all wanted out of him. I know. And he's playing for a new contract, so he's playing really well. And they're giving the ball, and even though they didn't show that faith in the offseason, it's there now, and the season's what matters. So I think he's wheels up as well. And Carr's still going to be, no matter what, Carr. Yeah. Like, low-end QB, one high-end QB, too, and it's just kind of business as usual because we've seen him do it without that. We've seen him do it with it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Someone actually dropped Renfro in my, one of my leagues in, in redraft, and I'm I'm putting in my waiver claim for him immediately because I think he's on a bye this week, but uh, I think if, if Adams gets suspended, it's definitely wheels up for him. Dustin, what are your thoughts on that situation there with the Raiders with Devontae Adams' possible <laughs> suspension there? All right, I think I'm back. Renfro is the perfect example. Nice. I say Renfro is the perfect example of somebody you should not drop for Jalen Warren. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. I agree. I I'm wondering what the league's gonna do there. Like, are they gonna give a big suspension, like more more than one game, to nah. kind of set the precedence? I think he'll get one, but you're not doing it. Like, you're not gonna drop Devontae Adams, <laughs> and right. I think people are gonna be all over Mac Collins and meh. Yeah, Matt Collins and, and, and Renfro are going to be popular DFS plays, so uh, I, yes. I agree 100%. All 
right, let's go to the Panthers. And I, I, I put the note of P.J. Walker getting the start, but that's not really what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about, like, the coaching change there, obviously. Uh, P.J. Walker is now the quarterback. But does that help the ancillary pieces? I mean, uh, D.J. Moore last year was serviceable with P.J. Walker, and he hasn't been with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'll go to you first, Ryan. I mean, can't get any worse. I'm not. I'm not starting game watch, which my heart today. But I have more faith that will get our P. Walker over our former number one pick. Like this is insane world we live in. I don't know the new coaching staff. I don't trust the coaching staff. I don't trust anything with this team whatsoever. I'm praying to God that he gets traded and gets traded somewhere good. And same with McCaffrey and any other good piece in that team. I hope they're all gone and blow it all up. <laughs> blow but it up. I have no confidence in anything unless they leave. So like, just do it. Just full tank mode. Yeah. I, I, get, rid of every, get rid of everybody over 25. <laughs> I've definitely heard that that uh, that argument that they should just blow it up at this point because, you know, they're not very good. Baker, you know, what that project didn't work out. You know, are they going to go back to Sam Darnold when he's healthy? I don't know. P.J. Walker, we saw he wasn't very good last year. Uh, what are your thoughts, Dustin, on this on this uh, Panthers team with the coaching change and all the pieces there? Oh well, first I'm shocked that somehow Ben McAdoo's still there. Like, yeah, <laughs> I get get rid of Matt Rule, but they got rid of the defensive coordinator. But the defense wasn't necessarily the issue. I mean, I was not a Baker believer coming into this year, um, so I think there's some. There's something's got to change, and if McAdoo sticks around, and I heard now that they were asking Baker who they wanted as a coach, which seems shocking to me. I mean, obviously, I'm a Bills fan, so there's talk of you know McCaffrey going to the Bills, which I would love. Um, I don't think they need him, but we'll take him. I'll take him just so no one else gets him. <laughs> you know, but uh, I I don't see them shipping out DJ Moore. I could see them shipping out McCaffrey and maybe Robbie Anderson and tearing it all down, but they're going nowhere fast, and they've got no. No quarterback under contract. Both Baker and Darnold are done after this year. I doubt they re-sign either of them. P.J. Walker is P.J. Walker. Like, he hasn't been great when we've seen him. So they're looking at a top three draft pick next year. So why not try to accumulate some other picks with some guys that are aging out and you can get some more for them. So yeah. I think they're going to tear it down. I think they'll give it a couple weeks. Trade deadline's November, so they got a few weeks still to see what happens. But with Ben McAdoo still there, I think it's going to be the same old, same old. Yeah, I, I agree. The head coaching change is not going to change that offense too much. So I, I agree 100%. All right, let's go to, uh, let's do one last one uh, note here. We got uh, Rashad Penny, of course, has been ruled out for the season with a broken fibula. Uh, obviously, you know, next man up is Ken, Ken, Ken Walker Jr. I don't know if it's a Kenny, Ken Walker, Kenneth. I don't know. Depending on what site you look at, his name is I think different. he wants to be Ken now. I think it's Ken. Ken Walker. All right, it's Ken Walker Jr. Uh, he looked really good he last to, week. He has, to, he, has to, he has to earn that. Yeah, <laughs> he has to earn the Ken Walker Jr. Fair. So, Ryan, I'm going to go to you. I know you were high on Ken Walker coming into the season. Are you excited about him now? Whew, am I excited? I had to change my pants when I saw he was going to start the <laughs> Dude, like, I'm so, Ken Walker, he was my number one running back in the draft. He's absolutely electric. And the way their offense is playing, the passing game made surprising. is opening everything up. Dude, he's going to kill it there. We saw his big playability this week, and that's what his whole game was based off of. He's such a just a dynamic player, and he's going to thrive there getting volume. We've seen him put up 16, 80 yards in two games off of eight carries a game. What happens when he gets that normal Seattle 15, 20 attempts? 
he's gonna be put. He's gonna be. He's gonna be flirting with RB one territory. Yeah, like just gonna he's ask. gonna be. He's he's gonna be flirting real hard with that territory, if not more. Yeah, I was just gonna ask Dustin if if you have uh, if you have him on your bench or if you got him off of waivers this week. Are you putting him this week? Are you ready to trust him week one? Yeah, I think you have to. I think based on what he did this past week, I think you have to put him in. I mean, unless you're sporting, you know, there's teams out there that have you know Nick Chubb and Barkley. Right, because they went running back heavy at the end of the first. You might not. You might. You're probably still going to put him in your flex. Um, so unless you're super running back heavy, I think you're going to start him. I know Twitter was all a buzz about is he on waivers? You know, if if he is on waivers, you're in a bad league. <laughs> yes. He wasn't on. He wasn't on waivers in any of my leagues. Um. You know, granted, I'm not in that many, but yeah, if you got him, I think you have to play him. I think that upside is there. Seattle has looked good. Um, surprising. Surprising to most people. Um, so I think he's going to get, if he gets 20 carries, I think, I think there's plenty of reason to start him. I wonder if he's going to get 20 carries. I think they're going to manage his workload. And I think there's not much behind them. Travis Homer, I think will be back in a week or two. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I think you're firing him up this week. If you got him. Yeah. I had him in one of my dynasty leagues in my taxi squad. I definitely activated him right as soon as that happened. I was like, Oh, he's going right into my lineup. Cause I've had some rough injuries. He- so. He's the type of player that if you don't start him and he goes off, you're like, oh, I should have started him. And if you start him and he doesn't go off, you're like, well, I should have started him. It's not, you know, that's just bad luck. So yep. you're going to feel a lot, a lot worse if you start, don't start him and he goes off than he will if you start him and he, and he sucks. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's do some devil's advocate. Let's play devil's advocate. All right, so before the show, I asked these guys to bring a couple players that uh, either the community is really high on or they've been doing really well for the, through the first five weeks here, but they're, uh, they're going to kind of tear them down a little bit and kind of uh, temper expectations on these guys. Uh, Dustin, you're, you're the guest here, so why don't you go first? Give us one of your players. Both of my pay- players pain me. Uh, as you can see, I'm a Bills fan. I got my Jim Kelly jersey. I got a Bryce Pop. I've got my Bills starter jacket from the 90s that I wore as a nice. teenager. But Gabe Davis, I, I was low on him coming into the season. I love him on the Bills. I don't love him for fantasy. He's only been over, he's only been fantasy relevant three games where he hasn't scored a touchdown. So out of 36 games, if he doesn't score, there's only three of those games that he was fantasy relevant. Week 10 in 2021, three for three for 105 yards. Week three of 2024, uh, four catches out of four reception, 81 yards. Week five of 2020. Nine, nine targets, five receptions, 58 yards. Like, those are his only fantasy-relevant weeks when he doesn't score. Now, granted, he has scored 14 out of those 36 games. He's the ultimate boom-bust. When he booms, wide receiver one. When he busts, he's basically a sit. Like, he's going to score you under five, maybe six, seven points. Everyone's high on him. He had a great week. As a Bills fan, it was fun watching that game, catching 98-yard touchdowns and a 50-some-yard touchdown. You take away those two big plays, he had one catch for, like, 20 yards it's not (laughs) there's just not enough production and opportunities there for me to really love them but if you have a solid team and you need that boom bust like throw them in there take the shot i've got them on a team i'm throwing them in there because i want that glory play but just don't be upset and coming on here and bleep you gabe davis when he scores you six points next (laughs) week yeah exactly he's that he's that player when you look at the team you're against and you're like oh man this team i'm playing is really really good i need that ceiling of gabe davis let me put him in there uh, I saw a stat that his his target to touchdown ratio is like 
like historic levels. You know, if you look at all yeah, his it's targets. historic levels, it really is. It's just he's been super efficient. You know, I think he's what everyone thought Nicole Hardman would be. He's kind of what Tyreek Hill was a little, you know, when he first came out, just that burner down the field. But he's not when they're in third and ten, he's not the guy they're really going to unless it's a deep shot. Like if they need a first down, they're going to they're going to Diggs, they're going to Knox when he's playing. He's just gonna get those couple shots. He's gonna get one or two passes, maybe three, four a game where it's gonna be these thirty yard air thirty air yards, you know, if he catches it, he's gonna take off and score. Yeah. So Boom bust, but the ultimate boom bust because he's done it on a higher level than anybody else has ever done it. I like he, it. He's new. He's new Tyler Lockett. There you oh, go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna have that like, huge fifty yard, you know, fifty point game like he did a couple of years ago, and 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 other times not do a whole lot of anything. That's a good call, Ryan. All right, Ryan, what you got for your devil's advocate? The, I'm like, I'm trying to find another way to phrase this where I'm not gonna get killed. <laughs> like, because it's not as bad as I want to say, but. I think this Jamar Chase being wide receiver one thing is mm. not happening. Ooh. I love Jamar Chase. I love the talent. I hate how they use him. There was a graphic today that came up. They were showing like his routes run and his catches yep. compared to Justin Jefferson. And he was basically only used on outs and fly routes. And yep. that's all they threw his way. They didn't move him around the field. They had zero creativity with him. And the fact is that team is giving up so much pressure you don't have time not to create plays to get him open. And it's absolutely killing him. And he said, yeah, week one, he had 130 yards, but we've had 54, 29, 81, 50. And the one he had 81 was just basically off of one catch. Like, that's not sustainable. And when T. Higgins comes back, they're off and on who's getting leading targets. He's a lot more inconsistent, especially if we're talking like a redraft thing right now. Dynasty's a different story, but... There are so many wide receivers I put ahead of him in redraft. Whether it be Cup, Diggs, Hill, even thinking Devontae Adams, they're getting consistently fed more than him. Jalen Waddle's getting fed more and consistently more creative. There's so many guys who are just outperforming him. Yes, he's not have huge games, but they think it's a V wide receiver one. I don't know if we're going to see that for a little bit until maybe something changes and they fix that line. But I think he's a huge tra- trade him away target right now because of the name value. But I think we're kind of, it's getting a little more iffy than it should be. Yeah, that's a good call. And that's surprising coming from you because you're the biggest Chase, you know, owner, owner uh, <laughs> supporter out there. You were like the. the- uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson's always been my wide receiver one, but yeah. I was all in on Chase. Yeah, I'm all in on Chase. He's a fantastic talent. Yeah. It's just they're not using him, and like that team can't, they can't protect Burrow enough to have that magic like he had last year. And that hurts. Yeah. Let me just ask you a quick question for Dynasty. Uh, is he still a top two Dynasty asset for receiver? Yes. He's okay. still probably my two. But, yeah, I don't know who I'm trading away for. But redraft-wise, I think it's there. And I think him being two, I think it's Jefferson, a gap. Him instead of them being like tiered together. And I think everybody else is moving closer to him. Good stuff. All right, so my I, I got three I wrote down, but I'm going to pick one of them, a, a tight end here. He's currently tight end three, and that's TJ Hawkinson. He's got 60-some points for the year. He had 40 points in one game. Uh, to put that in perspective, if you would have just given him those 40 points and that's all he scored, he's still tight end 13, which is that one, that one big yeah. game. Uh I mean, he's going to give you tight end one numbers, but you know, to be a tight end one these days, it's really a couple catches and a touchdown. 
but you're not getting those high end Kittle, you know, Waller, you know, in his heyday. Uh, you know, those those big boom games like Kelsey had the other night. I don't think you're ever going to get that from Hawkinson again. I think we saw his best game, at least for a while. Uh, and, you know, a tight end three, you know, I'd love it for him, for him to finish there. But I do I do think he drops off a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, once his offense is fully healthy, you'll see him kind of fall back to the, you know, middle of the tight end ones. You know, he won't be that that elite guy that we that we hoped he was when he first came out. So that's that's my devil's advocate, TJ Hawkinson. Let's go back around again, Dustin. What you got for your your next doubles advocate? This one pains me as well. I was so happy to see him come back this week, but it's Brian Robinson. I love that he's back. I love the story. I think he's a talented player, but he's coming back to a, a commander's offense that is third in pass percentage. They pass 66.67% of the time. And if you look at Gibson's numbers, 14 carries, 14 carries, 12 carries, 13 carries. Gibson's not going away. Like, he's still going to get some carries. So even if Robinson got the work that Gibson got weeks one through four, that's not huge volume. Mm -hmm. McKissick's taking most of the passing work. So now you're telling me it's Robinson getting maybe 10 and Gibson gets four? 10 carries is not exciting for me unless he's super efficient, which I don't think he can be. Yes, he came back from the gunshot wounds, so he's healthy to play, but he's not 100%. There's no way he can be. There's still going to be some muscle fatigue. There's still going to be some aches and pains. Uh, sure, they'll medicate it, and they'll do the best to work around it, but I'm not excited about the uh, the amount of volume that he's going to have on that team. Yeah, that's a good call because I, you know, I, I love him too. I have a bunch of my dynasty leagues, but I'm the same way. I think that backfield right now is just something I don't want to be a part of, but the, the three-headed monster there and the offense isn't very good. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Ryan, what you got? Um, James Robinson. I love the idea of James Robinson. It's a great story, all that. But Travis Etienne's hitting up, is heating up, and he's starting to get more and more carries as the weeks go by. We saw James Robinson go from 11, 23, 17 to last week 8 and 10 in the last two weeks when Etienne had the same exact same amount. They're moving more and more toward that 50-50 split, and we're getting more tasks and targets Etienne's way. And if he kind of gets clicking to that explosive ability we saw before, I think he takes it away, and it makes James Robinson more touchdown-dependent option than where he's sitting in that RB2 range. I think he's gotten a little overvalued from being undervalued. We need to kind of get it back down to that medium. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that one. All right, so mine, I kind of cheated on this next one. It's two players because they're, they're, they're sort of uh, linked together, but it's Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. So if you're a Hollywood Brown owner right now, you're super excited. He's third in the league in targets. He's been killing it so far in fantasy. Uh, if you're a D-Hop owner, you're, you're, you just can't wait till he gets back in there next, uh, I think it's two weeks from now, he's going to be back in. So, But I think D-Hop is going to cut into to Williams, or to, uh, yeah, to Hollywood Brown, obviously. But then Rondell Moore is also healthy. He got, I think, eight targets last week. And, and Ryan's kind of talked talk about this in the offseason a little bit. They spread the ball around a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's going to kind of go back to what it was before, where they're going to get, you know, Tyler Brown will have his games. D-Hop will have his games. Rondell Moore might have a game or two there. It's going to be kind of an up-and-down thing, depending on who's hot right now and who has the better matchup. So if I'm a Hollywood Brown owner in in a redraft league, maybe I'm trying to move him, trying to sell high on him right now while he's still uh, he's still hot. 
Uh, D-Hop owners, you've probably been waiting for a while for him to come back, and you're probably still going to hold on to him and see how he does. I do think that he'll be good enough for you. Uh, but again, you know, he's been out now for, for you know, six games. It'll be a little bit of rust that he'll have to, have to shake off and get into the groove of things. But yeah, those are the two guys that I'm going to be uh, tempering expectations on. Um, one thing with that, I think where Hopkins might get that volume, we have 24 targets to Greg Dortch. We have 18 for AJ Green. I don't know how much it's actually going to dig in Hollywood Brown. Maybe a little bit, but I don't know if it's enough where... I think he's still. I think he's a strong wide receiver too. But I don't know if he's wide receiver one. But I don't know if D Hop's really going to hurt him because their games are so different. So you're you're going to devil's advocate my devil's advocate, basically what you just did. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll jump in and say I think D Hop's going to come in there and exert his dominance with Kyler in that offense and demand targets because I think he wants to prove. Prove it to the league, prove it to fans that he is still good, that there was no performance enhancing drug up in his game, that he's still the man that he everyone thought he was. So I think there's gonna be this sense of like get him the ball, and I think he's gonna go into those huddles and be like, throw me the ball, Kyler. And I think Kyler's gonna do it because I think Kyler's kind of a pushover. Um, <laughs> so I think he's gonna just dictate what happens and I think he will eat in some, but I think it'll even out come week ten, week week eleven. <laughs> And they have 215. They're leading the league in pass attempts. Yeah, right yeah, now. they are. They have 215 pass attempts. There's only four teams over 200. Like they're slinging the ball. A yeah, lot. And they just lost their and top defense, top running backs. So the defense, be... yeah, they lost Connor and their and defense Williams. can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. and like, Eno Benjamin's not that great of a running back. So they they can they can keep both them fantasy relevant as well as Arts. Yes, I agree. All right, let's go ahead and just jump into our uh, pickup prop bets of the week. Going for two live and playpickup.com present the pickup props of the week of the week. All right. By now, y'all know how this works. Uh, I put up three prop bet polls in our discord channel, uh, courtesy of playpickup.com. And uh, we get them to vote on it and we talk about it on the show. So the first one we got here is who will lead the Packers and Jets game in receiving yards. Uh, options here are Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, or other. Uh, I'll go to you first, Ryan. What are your thoughts here? Who leads the, the, that game in passing yards? Garrett Wilson. I know his last couple weeks have been a little bit lower than we wanted, but I think he's the most talented receiver of the group. I think it's just a matter of time for him, him and Zach Wilson get on the same page. I trust no one on the Packers. And out of the talent on the Jets, I trust him the most. All right, good stuff. What about you, Dustin? Uh, this is an easy one. It's Alan Lazard. I think the Jets' defense is slightly worse than the Packers' ooh, defense. On ooh, I don't know, man. Those <laughs> Jets' corners right now are balling out of control. I mean, Sauce is Sauce. good. But, Sauce is what? good, but the other. I mean, Aaron Rodgers knows how to work over a rookie. But who's the only player to have over 100 yards so far this season out of those group? It's Lazard. Who's got the most targets? Lazard. Lazard. Gary, Gary, Wilson, Gary Wilson has. I don't think he's gone over 100 yards in the game, has he? Yeah, week two, he went 102. All Just right, so he's got one. Barely. But Lazard has 16 targets. Dubs has 13 on the year. Now, Randall Cobb has 17, but he had 13 last week, so that's an outlier. Moore has eight. Gary Wilson only has 10. I mean, Corey Davis has 10. Like, Al Lazard's getting the targets, so he's got the most opportunity to go up, and he's shown that he can do it. He's got the trust of Rodgers, which... I think Dubs has got a little bit. Christian Watson's there, but not playing enough snaps. I think it's Lazard. I think that's a slam dunk. Easy bet. 
Good stuff. So the Discord agrees with Ryan at a 45% clip that they're going uh, Garrett Wilson. Surprisingly, the number three on that list is other. And I'm trying to think who the other would be in that. Is well, it, uh, uh, Aaron Jones, maybe? Oh, it's got to be Christian Watson or Corey Davis. I doubt it's any of the tight ends. I can't see Tunyon or Dude, Conklin. 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 Conklin's getting fed, though. He has 30 targets. Yeah. Conklin was getting fed until CJ Uzama came back. That's fair. Yeah. And Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson killed that whole offense. Yeah, yeah. Zach, good old Zach Wilson. Zach's going to be all right. (laughs) All right. Next one we have here is a head to head matchup. Uh, This is a big game this week, but uh, of course, the Bills are playing the Chiefs. Who has more passing yards, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, Dustin? Oh, come on. Do you have to ask? (laughs) Josh Allen all day. I mean, besides the fact that he has more yards (laughs) than Mahomes. They're passing more. They're passing 65% of the time compared to 60. Casey's got a way better running game. Like, they don't need to pass. And he's got the weapons. Allen has the weapons to chuck the ball. He's got Gabe Davis. Like talking. He can chuck that ball and score 98 touchdown on any play. I don't think that's, again, I think this is another slam dunk. It's Josh Allen. He's proven it. He wants to prove it against the Chiefs this week. This is the revenge game that we've all wanted. Us Bills Mafia have been waiting for. I think it's Josh Allen. I think he's going to put up 350. And I think Mahomes will be. Probably around 290. Good stuff. What about you, Ryan? You going Allen here as well? Yeah, their their offense isn't as balanced, and they're much more yeah dependent on the pass game. Where Casey this year has really dedicated to trying to get a balanced offense with how they're using Ceh and in that way. So that's the big difference. Right? They're both. I mean, you can't go wrong betting either. Yeah. I think just the pure volume and how much I let Josh Allen throw in the shots he's taken this year with what he has, it's special. I'm not bad against that. I like it. Uh, yeah. Well, and to loop back real quick, this is why I think the Bills should trade for McCaffrey because I don't want the Chiefs to trade for him. If you <laughs> yeah, give McCaffrey be... on the Chiefs, that's not a good news for those. So if I'm the Bills, I'm trading for him just to play keep away. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, and so, so you have a real running back? Yeah. <laughs> that's also true. I'm going Allen as well, and and let y'all on a little secret. I've been betting uh, on Mahomes under 300 yards uh, all season long, and I've hit on four out of the five weeks. Uh, I think last season he only went over 300. I think three or four times last season too. So in our minds, we see Patrick, Patrick Mahomes as being this you know high volume passer, but really. Uh, it's just really efficiency is what they're getting from him. And he's not going over 300 yards. Whereas you look at Josh Allen, he's been doing it consistently. Uh, like y'all mentioned, but you know, the offense is just humming right now. So uh, I'm going Allen as well. And the discord also agrees at a 60, 40 clip that went to uh, Josh Allen as well. He needs to uh, quit uh, throwing it to many so I can hit my bat this year. <laughs> <laughs> of Allen leading, I bet Allen leading passing and Diggs. I'd parlayed them both leading in passing yards, receiving yards. Nice. And D- Diggs slacked a little this week because Mooney stole that shine. So not Mooney, you mean Davis? Get back. No, or Davis. Yeah, Davis. Basically, the same person. <laughs> Josh Allen also needs to learn how to slide because I can't keep watching him taking, you know, wow. running the ball when they're up by thirty some points and him diving head first and getting hit. Just slide, man. Uh, you yeah. don't need to as run a, it. Just slide. As a Ravens fan. In watching both teams, and I live with Bills fans, and like my whole fiance's family is all Bills fans, and everybody comments about Lamar taking hits. Lamar does not take hits like Josh Allen. No, like he, Josh Allen Lamar takes avoids hits. contact. Lamar never takes big hits. Josh Allen just he looks for it. Yeah, I he does. Just, it's so scary watching him rise. I'm like, dude. 
as a fan, it's super scary, especially when you're up and you don't need to run. Like, you don't need to get that first down, Josh Allen. Like, what, slide. What game, what game was it? It was away. like the fourth quarter and they were up big. And he, like, just ran lower the shoulder. Like, Stop Even in Pittsburgh, third, third quarter in Pittsburgh, that he was, was just lowering the shoulder. The I'm like... I'm like, you're coming out in the next drive. Like, you're up 30 points. Like, stop. Just stop running. Just throw the ball away. You don't need to even need to run at all. Just throw it away. You're good. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it's crazy. He needs a chill. Exactly. All right. Last one. Another head-to-head here. We got Christian Kirk versus uh, Michael Pittman. Who has more receiving yards in week six? Uh, I'll go to you first, Ryan. Dude, you're just attacking me on this one. <laughs> I love both players. Um. I know Pittman's been a little, both had a rough week last week, and Pittman was a little slow because he's coming off that injury. But, you know, we're back two weeks from it, fully healthy. I want to lean towards Pittman on this. Plus, he's the only real target they have. Yeah. Especially with Dobbs out. And, I know. Alec Pierce looked Not, pretty good last week. It was, oh, dude, Alex Pierce is going to be, I think Alex, Alex Pierce is really good. good. Yeah. I blanked him. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He's, he's, I love Alex Pierce. He looked good last but, week. I still think Pittman's the man there, and he won't have Patrick Sertan Jr. on him this week. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's the, that's the big deal right there. They took him Big away imagine. last week. Dude, like, Sertan Jr. is a freaking animal. He is. What about you, Dustin? You going with uh, Pittman as well, or are you going to lead the other way? Yeah, I'm a Pittman believer. I mean, let's face it. Paris Campbell's running more routes than Pittman, which is shocking, but Paris Campbell is trash. Like, he's just <laughs> yeah. all-exercise team, just running routes for running routes. So Pittman only has to deal with Alex Pierce in terms of targets. Christian Kirk has to deal with Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram for targets. Like Travis Etienne. <laughs> Travis Etienne. Like he's got a lot more competition for targets. I think the quarterback play is closer than I think we want to admit. Now, granted, Matt Ryan can't hold on to the ball or keep the ball out of the other team's hands. So Kirk may get a couple extra possessions out of that. You know, the Jaguars might. But I think it's Pittman. I think he's the better talent than Christian Kirk. I think he's proven it. So I think he's going to dominate this week. Yeah, I'm going Pittman as well. And so did the Discord. Discord went 63% Pittman. So we are all, all in agreement there that Pittman is going to lead that uh, that game in your receiving yards. All right, let's go ahead and get into our factor cap. And now it's fact or cap. All right, so for the for the old guys out there like me, cap means false. Factor cap is sort of a TikTok trend that we stole to, to do this segment here. So cap means false. Of course, fact means true. Dustin, we're going to you first on this one. And my question to you is, will Geno Smith finish as a top 10 fantasy QB? He's currently QB5. All right, before we get into that, I need you guys to settle a debate between me and my nine-year-old. Cap means lie. But can you say no cap to mean it's true? Is that an acceptable saying? I have heard that. Piece? No cap. Yes. I this. All right. Because my son says I can't say that, that that's not radical enough and you can't say that, but I think <laughs> you can. It's fact that Geno Smith is going to finish that high. He's completing 75.2% of his passes right now. He's got a great duo of wide receivers in Metcalf and Lockett. They're passing the ball 60% of the time. That's 12th in the NFL. And looking at the schedule, he's got four good matchups, only two bad matchups, and six neutral matchups for the rest of the season in terms of going against coverage um, for points to the fantasy you know, quarterback. So it's a favorable schedule for him. It's not great, but those neutral matchups are better than bad matchups. So I like the schedule going for him. So I think his completion percentage carries that way. He's also getting Ken Walker. So they're going to have a balanced run game where he doesn't have to pass. So I think he's definitely going to finish high. 
I'll take fact on that one. Nice. It's it's crazy to think that we're talking about Geno Smith as being a top ten QB. I, no one you know, saw that. When they made the trade, I told people they're going to roll with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, who's apparently nipping at Geno's heels, according to <laughs> yes. Pete Carroll. But I told people, I said, they're not bad. I don't think both of them are fairly decent. I said, Pete, they're going to run with them. People are like, no, they're going to make a trade. They're going to draft someone. I said, no, they're going to run with Geno. He's not that bad. And he's done. He's proven everybody. He's proven everybody wrong and proven me right now. So I like it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I put a tweet on Twitter today about my my QB one on my redraft leagues is Jared Goff, and now my my bye week fill in this week is Geno Smith, and I'm happy about it. Which you wouldn't say that in the off season. You'd be like frantic if you had that in the off season. My three, I have a dynasty league where you can play three quarterbacks, so it's two quarterbacks and a super flex. And I had Drew Locke, and someone traded me Geno for like a fourth round pick. Nice, because um, they were like, I just this way you have both of them, and they thought they were like they got rid of him way too cheap, and he's been starting for me since week two. Nice. All right, Ryan, this one's for you as the Ravens fan. Devin Duvernay is the the Ravens wide receiver to own rest of season, not Brashad Bateman. Currently, Duvernay is wide receiver 24, and Bateman is 52. I That's hard. <laughs> I, as Bateman's injuries, they're not like releasing information on it. If Bateman's healthy and they're both on the field, Bateman's still their wide receiver one out of the two. He's out targeted. Out of the games they played together, he out targeted him three out of four. Uh, Duvernay just got in the end zone a few more times and had a really good week last week, but he's still not getting high volume. I really love the way the creative way they're using him, and I think it's great for real football fantasy wise. I'm not confident with him. I'm a little more confident in Bateman as a wide receiver three once he comes back. Yeah. I mean, the wide receiver one, there's Mark Andrews and always will be. Yeah. But, like, I just, I like what they're, how they're using Duvernay. I just don't know how sustainable it is for fantasy. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're tr- they tried to use him like a mini Debo last week. Yep, I He's saw not that. Debo, but they, like, used him in that role. Like, he ran the ball three times. He had seven targets. They used him in returns. They're using him in different ways. It's just... I don't know how they consistently do that once Bateman's back. Yeah. Because they didn't do it when he was there in the first place. Yep. Good point. Yeah. All right, Dustin, this one's for you. Brees Hall will finish the season as a top 12 running back. He's currently RB9. You clearly were looking at my tweets earlier in the season because <laughs> I've been a Brees Hall hater. Um, but I'm going to say fact, uh, surprisingly. Um, they're passing 41% of the time, which is like last <laughs> so they're running the ball a ton and they're running even more with zach wilson um looking at the schedule he's got six good matchups five bad matchups one neutral matchup so slightly favorable schedule rest of the season i still like michael carter i still worry about that offense but i think begrudgingly against all my tweets that Brees Hall was not that great <laughs> i said Brees Hall was the next ceh um i think he's gonna finish high this year so fact Good stuff. All right. I like you being able to go back on what you thought in the beginning. A man can commit yep. his mis- admit his mistakes. Good job. Admit mistakes. I mean, I still could be proven right, so there's still that possibility. <laughs> That's true. All right, Ryan, this one is for you. Factor cap. Jared Goff will finish the season ranked higher than Matthew Stafford. Goff is currently QB7, and Stafford is all the way back at QB22. Uh, fact. A um, couple reasons. Jared Goff is literally in an offense that's throwing for the life because they have the worst defense in the league. <laughs> so he, whether win or lose, he's going to be a garbage time king. Um, 
once you get Swift back, that really helps out the passing game because he's such a dynamic pass catcher. Uh, and as for Stafford, man, he looks... I don't want to use the term washed, oh. but he looks old. He looks really gun-shy. He's making terrible decisions. It's He only focuses on Cooper Cup. He doesn't go really anywhere else. I mean, the fact he has seven interceptions already this year is bad. He only had one game without a pick, and that's because it was Arizona who just doesn't play defense. <laughs> yeah. Like, he looks so washed. Their offensive line terrible. just crumbled this year. He has no time, and when you're an absolute statue down there and you don't have a line, you're screwed. Yep. Like, that team's falling apart, and it's happening quick, and it's... He's going back to the good old days of being a terrible football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that the O line is just not not helping him, and he was tied for the league league last year with 17 interceptions with Trevor Lawrence. He's already at seven. He's leading the league right now. Yeah, he, 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 might, he might hit that 20. Yeah. If he if he finishes even with 17, like that's not good. That's one per game. He, he just caught turns over the ball way too much right now. They say his arm and his elbow are fine. I don't think it is. I think it's. Stafford's always plays through those minor injuries, and I think it's his pride that's getting to him now, and he needs he might need some time to just shut it down. I've been picking up John Wofford in my QB leagues, my two <laughs> QB leagues, because right if Stafford goes down and he misses four or five weeks, there you go. Wofford will be decent in that offense with Cup and Allen Robinson and Higby. So, you know, I, I love picking up those backup quarterbacks for, you know, guys that are slightly injured just to hope they go down and you got a decent player. Good stuff. All right, Dustin, this one's for you. Fact or cap, Tyler Higby will score more points from this point forward than Darren Waller, George Kittle, or Kyle Pitts. All right, fact on Waller, cap on Kittle, fact on Pitts. Currently, Kyle Higby's run 184 routes. Waller's ran 101. Kittle's ran only 79. Pitts has run 87. Do I think Higby's going to be great? No, but it's more I think Waller is hurt, and I think he's going to be hurt all season, so I, I wonder how much he can play. Pitts is just in a crappy offense, and Drake London is taking over, and I think at some point they're going to make the switch uh, to Desmond Ritter. So what's that look like for him? Um, if he's any way, shape, or form, he's already banged up. They If they're not winning, they're just going to shut him down. They're not going to risk the future with Kyle Pitts. But I think Kittle will turn it around. I think Kittle with Garoppolo... I think we'll find his way. He's still coming off that injury. You know, he's played for a couple weeks, but you know, he's uh getting getting back to healthy. So I like Higby. I'm not I'm not counting on a year seven breakout. He's not Cordero Patterson. We're also gonna be <laughs> this amazing this amazing guy. But his career high is eighty nine targets. He's already at forty eight. So yeah. he's gonna have the best year that he's ever had. Um and with with Stafford, he can't chuck the ball down the field. Check down city. They're going to have to do something. Like, if, if the Rams want to make a run, they're going to have to change something. They're going to have to get, you know, Allen Robinson more involved. Van Jefferson will come back probably week eight. He's on IR for the past couple weeks, so probably after the bye. There's always the rumor of Odell Beckham. There's still Will Fuller out there. There's, you know, guys that maybe they can trade for. They'll make a change, and I think that'll cut into Higby. So I like him over Waller and Pitts just because I don't think Waller and Pitts are going to be good, but I don't like him over. Uh, George Kittle. All right, good stuff. The man knows how to get invited back to the show. Just talk good about 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Or, yeah, Ryan, you're the last one here. Uh, factor cap. Taking injury risk into account. 
Jamal Williams is a running back to own rest of season over DeAndre Swift, assuming that Swift comes back eventually and then potentially gets hurt again because he seems to always be hurt. That's how I want both. Um, <laughs> dude, I'd still rather have Swift. Like, the, our Jamal Williams has been great. I think he's has standalone value with or without Swift. He's really good in the red zone. He's proven to be a workhorse when he has a role. But while Swift is on the field, He's a league, he's a game winning league winning type player. Like I want to take lead players, and I'm taking that swing at the fence. I don't believe that injuries are a like injury prone is a real thing. But man, he's so good, and he can score from anywhere. Even though he doesn't get the goal line touches all the time, he's still a really good player. I think they both have standalone value, but I still want Swift because I want that big game potential. You want that ceiling, yeah? Okay. The I always shoot for ceiling because. The floor doesn't win you championships. Fair enough. That's a good point. All right, let's get to some listener questions. Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right, in the respect of time here, we're just going to go back and forth on these questions here. So the first one I'll give to you, Dustin. This is from Storytime86. He wants to know if he should make this trade. It is he's trading away Austin Eckler. He's getting back Ramondre Stevenson and Jalen Waddell. Yes, make that trade in a heartbeat. Eckler's 20th in total carries. Like, he's behind A.J. Dillon, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Jeff Wilson. Like, he's just on a low-volume streak. Yes, he's been scoring the past few weeks, but I think you get a good running back and a good receiver there. It sounds like from the question he needed to upgrade his wide receivers, I make that trade all day. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think even with, you know, Damian Harris is going to be out for a few weeks, so Stevenson's going to get some good runs, so... Yeah, I'm with you as well. He, he ain't giving he ain't giving that job back. No, I agree. I think I think it's his to own. I mean, he's the he's the more versatile back. Obviously, he's the pass catcher yeah. now, and he can run. So, I mean, there has been a while since the pitchers have had a back that can do both. So, uh, I agree. All right, Ryan, this one's for you. This was from Brian Ford. Uh, rest of season. This one's interesting. Rest of season. Would you prefer Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. Um, I think we've seen the target share. Obviously go way towards Wilson. I know it's a little bit different than Wilson, the quarterback, but we're looking at 43 targets to 29. He is so dynamic in open field. You have to give him the ball. And even if he's not getting as much right now, that team's going to have to go that way because you can't ignore what he is in the field. I like Elijah Moore, the player, but he's Robin to Garrett Wilson's Batman. I like yep. it. Wilson's, Wilson's getting more targets on less snaps if you were outrun, so... I'll take that every day of the week. Garrett Wilson has superstar potential. Yep. Like it's that again, playing for the ceiling and that ceiling is huge. Like that's top 10 offside type player. Yeah. He's my receiver one uh, in rookie drafts this past season and, and it's paying off pretty well there. All right. Uh, Dustin, this one's for you. Fat doinks on discord wants to know <laughs> <laughs> thinking of dropping Darrell Henderson and grabbing Rashad white. Who's still on waiver wire. What are your thoughts? He does not have four net. So Henderson for Rashad White, which one do you prefer? Uh, Henderson. The way I look at it, they're both backups, but who's better, Akers or Fournette? Fournette. Like, he's not losing that job because he sucks. Akers has looked not great. So if there's the, the pathway to opportunity is there for Henderson over White. So redraft, I'm taking Henderson. I would keep him over White. All right, good stuff. 
Ryan, this one's from Seattle S. He's trading away Jamal Williams and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I had to ask him if it was uh, Taysom Hill because that would have changed this whole question. I asked <laughs> I mean, him if, definitely... if, if, if you came at me Taysom Hill, I, I'd be, <laughs> this segment would be over because I'd be just embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed about that question. Yeah, so Jamal Williams, oh Tyreek Hill, and he's getting Jonathan Taylor and Drake London. What do you think? Dude, I like that trade. I mean... I know Jonathan Taylor has not been Jonathan Taylor of old this year, but weather gets colder than big backs, they get better. And it's still really, really, really hard to find good running backs. And even with the struggles, he's still very solid. And then, yes, you're taking a dip in Tyreek Hill, but you know what? Jake Lennon's getting targets now. He's a big part of that offense. I like that trade. I think... But I think Jonathan Taylor's the real reason. Like he's still a superstar, and he's gonna be—he'll be a top ten back, top five back by the time the year's over with. Yeah. So I, I think I when I, I answered this question for him, I think I gave a caveat that if if he is if he's a winning team, if he's if he's four and one, maybe I don't make that trade. But if I'm one and four or or two and three, I need that Taylor upside. I need Taylor to come back and be Taylor. You know, I'm not going to win it with Jamal Williams and Tyreek Hill, but Jonathan Taylor can come back and be a league winner. So that's why I would make that trade. All right, Dustin, this one's for you. Uh, he's thinking about dropping Robert Woods and stashing Jamison Williams. What are your thoughts on that? Williams hasn't played yet. They're on a bye week this week. We don't know when he's coming back. Do it immediately. <laughs> Robert Woods has two weeks over 10 fantasy points in basic scoring. That's that's nothing. Like he's a waiver wire player anyway. Now Jamison William can come back. Now players on Detroit with over ten points. Reynolds has four weeks where he's been over ten points. GJ Chark has one. Like if you think that's the Jamison William role, like that's just better than Robert Woods right now. Like would you take Reynolds no bit that over Woods? Maybe. There's just not an opportunity. Tennessee's not that great right now. They're not passing. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, the upside of Jamison Williams, you know, is, is definitely there it's over huge. Robert Woods. I can't imagine Robert Woods is even cracking your starting lineup. If Williams comes back, he could potentially yeah, be you're a not a, You're not a contender if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. If Woods is in your starting lineup, you're, you're, you're hurting real bad. Agreed. All right, last one, Ryan, for you is from Ethan G on Discord. Uh, he wants to know, he's getting Kareem Hunt. I'm sorry, he's he gets Kareem Hunt and Robert. No, no he's, tra- he's, he's trading, trading away. away. Yeah. Yep. He's trading away Kareem Hunt, Robert Woods, and he's getting Kenneth Walker. Dude, you may you might as well have just done the Halo tea bag on whoever that was. You <laughs> smashed that. Kareem Hunt's I know very good, and he's an awesome number. He's an awesome number two running back for Nick Chubb. But and Robert Woods, kind of we just talked about, he isn't anything we care to start or play in fantasy football. Kenneth Walker has top ten potential in that offense. He's explosive. We talked about him earlier. He's one of the most dynamic athletes in the draft last year. It's a smash set for me. Like, I do it and pray that my league has no vetoes. <laughs> yeah, you take that because you're also going to get a player because you're going to free up a bench spot by dropping two of them. Uh, you know, Cream Hunt, 57 carries, 16 targets. Rashad Penny had 57 carries, five targets. Because that's what we're projecting for the work for Kenneth Walker. So I think they're equal and you drop mm-hmm. Robert Woods as well and you free up a spot that you can pull someone off of waivers. If you maybe that's where you tr- drop you clear that spot and pick up Jameson William. I think that's a slam dunk. Yeah, good call. Yep, I like like that trade as well. I, I told him the same thing you did, Ryan. I was like, stop asking me this question and go back and accept this trade really quick before Dude, you change his mind. I, I, 
Smash accept. I, I hope that guy didn't pull that trade by the time he got done asking this question. Yeah. <laughs> and realized he was an idiot. Yeah, like, exactly. holy cow. All right, let's get to our last segment of the night. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Dustin, give us your Forgotten Fantasy Player. Pittsburgh running back Richard Mendenhall. Nice. Uh, specifically in 2009. Uh, coming into that year, Willie Parker had been the leading rusher for the Steelers for four years, won two Super Bowls as their leading rusher, had 3,000-yard seasons, 13 TDs in 2016. First three weeks, the carry splits was 52 to Willie Parker, seven for Mendenhall. Willie Parker gets hurt. Guess what the split was the rest of the season? Willie Parker, 76 carries. Rashard Mendenhall, 235. 1,008-yard, yeah. seven touchdowns to 389-yard, zero touchdowns. He came on. That was like the waiver wire back in the day. I remember I was, I was at home. I was on one computer. My stepdad was on another, and it, the, the injury happened. We had open waivers, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm picking up Willie Parker's backup. He said, who is it? I said, you know what? I'll let you take him. It's Rashard Mendenhall. Take him, and my stepdad won the league, I think, that year. <laughs> Just amazing, that split carry. Going from 57 to 7 to 235 to 76. Blew him out of the water. Willie Parker was done after that. Mashard Rennell went on to you know be the starting running back for the Steelers for five, six years after that. And that year won people fantasy leagues because they got him off waivers in week three going into week four. Won my home league with Rashard Rennell. And he helped produce the show Ballers. Yeah, yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the rest is history. Good stuff. All right, fellas, that wraps the show up. Let's just go around the room really quick. Uh, give us your Twitter handle one more time. And if you want to plug anything, we'll go to you first, Dustin. Oh, uh, yeah, it's the DUnit13 on Twitter. Uh, check out our Sit Start articles. Uh, I'll be retweeting them. We tweet them out there on Reddit every Thursday. We cover every game, every player. We try to do our best to get on Reddit and answer every question for who, the, who you should start over who. And uh, it's a good time. And keep an eye out for my Dynasty articles. They get one a month, uh, Dynasty sleepers that come out. Give you five people that are deep sleepers that are basically free now that'll produce dividends next year. Good stuff. All right, Ryan, what you got going on? Uh, not saying as usual. Find me on Twitter, Fox534. Find me here every Wednesday night. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board Dynasty Big Board Podcast. Comes out Wednesday mornings. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert77. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the shows we have here on the Going for Two Live Network. Uh, we got our pregame show, the, the Dynasty Gambit, tomorrow night. Uh, so they, they do a great job getting ready for the Thursday night games. So make sure you check them out. Uh, for Ryan, for Dustin, I'm Jeff. We'll see you all next week.